The Aldis Podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our ServiceNow series, where we interview the best and brightest of the industry to share their story, advice, and views on the exciting world of ServiceNow and digital transformation. Hello, everybody. It's Mark Kelly here, Chief Customer Officer and Co-Founder of All This. I hope you're doing really well today. On today's podcast, as part of our ServiceNow series, I'm very happy to welcome Andrea Buma. Andrea is a Practice Director, Security Risk at C1 Secure. And Andrea has been on the podcast before with my previous colleague, Ben. Great having you on the show today, Andrea. Thanks for having me. So today we're going to be chatting a little bit about ESG, what's happening in the world of service now in this. And this kind of conversation came about from an interesting post that you shared on LinkedIn a while ago that got quite a bit of feedback. And for our listeners who weren't privy to this, maybe you can give us a little bit of background about that. When I think of these big topics, like ESG is a very large topic, environmental, sustainable governance, hard for, I think, a lot of people to wrap their head around and why it matters so much to them. So I try to think in terms of very specific stories that matter to us. So for me, I was thinking about how I I recently was planning a trip to the Netherlands and wanted to buy a shoe specifically so I could walk a whole lot. And also sustainability is becoming important to me, which I think it is to a lot of people. So thinking about, you know what, let me look up and see if I can find a shoe that's really sustainable. So I did some research and found that Allbirds had teamed up with the with Adidas to come up with the world's most sustainable shoe, so they claimed. And what was really interesting about it is that they actually printed right on the shoe exactly what the CO2 emissions were in the production of that product. So you could just see exactly what it was. And indeed, they were saying it was around a, you know three kilograms of CO2 emissions compared to the typical shoe, which is 13. So so it's really interesting to me. And, and when I thought in deeper into that, I was thinking, you know what, that requires some really good internal processes, internal reporting to be able to come up with those data points. It's a great example. And I actually interviewed the director of data science and analytics, who is based in Germany. And he was telling me about with COVID, there was such a rise in casual wear and Adidas had to really kind of get their mind around that, but also how focused they were on vegan style shoes and the supply chain and what the work they went into to doing that. And as you rightly said, you don't get that type of results or outcome without the whole company being really focused on the supply chain, every different type of process and being really mindful of it. And it's like design thinking to the max in terms of how they're doing it. And customers now are speaking with their wallets because they're conscientious of that and it's something that they're taking a big consideration for and where this may have been a nice to have it's suddenly not it's becoming more and more important in the world we're living in so there's kind of two ways to frame that so the first one would be to stick with the kind of topic we were just saying is it's really driving consumer decisions so so the data point that i found that was really interesting is 75 percent of gen z buyers say sustainability of products is more important to them than brand name. And it's quite high among the other generations as well, but Gen Z the most so, the most compelling. 
And then 90% of Gen Z buyers said, say they'll pay more for a sustainably produced product. And then I can kind of give an example of when these things go a little, little bit wrong. So just in The Guardian, um, the, the UK-based newspaper, they had an article just a couple of days ago about the excess clothing production that's happening and how it's getting shipped to Africa and creating a lot of issues and environmental damage there. And it was the point of we're producing 100 billion excess garments a year. That, that, that metric just blew my mind. And 3 billion of them are going over to Africa. And they targeted specifically some brands that had said they're sustainably producing and disposing of garments, but they were ending up in Africa and landfills and so forth. So it can go really wrong really fast for companies if they're saying that they're doing green initiatives, but in reality, they're not. So I thought that was an interesting example. Yeah, it is. And the world we're living in is you will be quickly found out if you're not actually living by what you're saying. And the backlash will be significantly worse if you're preaching one thing and actually doing another. When you look at directors' pay now, it's quite interesting when I look at some of the investors who are investing in companies, they're very focused around how they're paying senior management, making sure that the bonuses are related to, to ESG, doing the right thing, and seeing that kind of that outcome. And some corporations are being set up where certain revenue is going towards this and they're very conscious of that. And I think service now seems to be taking a bit of a lead in this and it's becoming more and more important. You can hear people talking about it. Bill regularly speaks about it. What, what's been your kind of feeling and kind of talking in the, in the market that you're in? So I think, yeah, so along with kind of the first point I made about how it's just a consumer-driven process that it's going to give you a competitive advantage, there's also the regulatory aspects that are coming quickly. So the EU, for example, has the European Green Deal that that as part of that, they're investing one trillion to become the first net zero continent by 2050. As part of that, there's a whole taxonomy coming in of how you would classify your activities and how they impact the environment. And there's going to be a sustainable disclosure regulation coming in 2024 where Anyone that's in the financial market needs to disclose these numbers and it needs to be in a way that aligns with the standard, which all sounds very boring, but you're on the right track. There's also a lot of investment. BlackRock, for example, one of the world's largest investment funds, has said they won't invest in any company that doesn't have net zero targets and they aren't reporting against them. So that's coming as well. And then ServiceNow themselves are really taking the lead. They not only have an ESG product that they're taking the market. But bigger than that, they've actually set their own net zero targets. So by 2030, so they advanced it by 20 years from 2050 to 2030, their goal is to be a, you know, a net zero company. So they'll, they'll be carbon neutral kind of thing by 2030. So they're really taking lead in the market. I think great examples, EU and BlackRock, and everybody will know who they are. And when you actually, you know, when it's cognizant from the very start that you're aiming for net zero and what you're working towards, Everything changes. People become a lot more mindful. They're thinking outside of the box. It starts to become in the core of everything that you do. And you start to just reassess what you're doing, how you're doing it, and the impact that it has. And you know, all those things are very positive as well. From a customer point of view, where you know, they're interested, they want to figure out this, they want to get more involved, but they don't necessarily know where to start. How can the platform service now help? There are obviously ESG solutions tailor-made and they're there in the market. I think the 
kind of kickstart of your ESG program by putting it on the ServiceNow platform is really the platform approach, just like in anything else that you're bringing on. So you already have some really useful processes in a typical organization. If you're running asset management or procurement or vendor risk management already on the platform, just some small examples, you're able to take advantage of that data. So if you set a target, you already have some workflows, some data that you can leverage. So in as far as the kind of reporting and data gathering aspect. So obviously you set targets and then you, you know, report against the targets and you're needing to gather data. So it's that platform play. Your business owners are already able to use ServiceNow in your organization. A lot of the folks are already trained, familiar with it. So it just gives you that quicker time to value, that quicker jumpstart on your ESG initiatives by putting yeah. it on the platform. Yeah. yeah, and it allows it to be all accessed from one point and it gives you good guidance and it kind of handholds you the way through it and you're just thinking about things you wouldn't necessarily have thought about. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. you see this going in the next kind of short to medium to long term? Any particular changes that you're excited about? You know what? I think it, it sounds so so boring and I hate to be so boring, but I really do think that governments, there's a regulatory imperative here where we have seen in the past, I think what they call greenwashing. So companies saying, yeah, we're a green company, but really having no real data or metrics to back that up. And, and so it becomes a marketing thing, just something you're in yourself so that people will, will be interested in your company. But I think we need to, just like in other areas, just like in cybersecurity, just like in risk, we had years ago, I actually worked for Enron. I don't know if anyone remembers, but the company failed due to improper accounting practices. And that's where we got Sarbanes-Oxley. So the same thing is happening here where we need to be able to report accurately. We need to stand by the numbers. We need to really force companies to to take action here and make sure that they're reporting accurately. So I think that's the EU is taking the lead. Canada has something coming out by 2024. The Security and Exchange Commission in the U.S. is talking about bringing something for 2025, perhaps. So that's just going to continue. So I, I think it will be absolutely required of companies to report. And if we can see other countries taking the lead, it's going to just engage everyone else to just go on the journey and we're just going to live in a better society from it. Yeah. And as I, I was saying too, when we were talking a few weeks ago, I live in a city that's a steel manufacturing city. So it's something that is part of our day-to-day life. Like we want to make sure that these companies are being ethical and they're reporting what they're doing and we have more insight into it. It's something that's of a concern to people in my community, and we're always aware of it. So there's actually people that kind of watch the steel plants are right in the city, you know, in the communities. So there's people in the communities that actually watch and make sure that they're not seeing emissions that they shouldn't be seeing. And then when they do, they try to talk to the company. So transparency is really important, I think, for businesses to live harmoniously in their community as well. Yeah, that transparency is important and it's just getting used to it. It's just, this is what's going to be expected, but this is going to be the benefits at the end of the day from it. You've been listening to the Aldis podcast as part of our ServiceNow series. My name is Mark Kelly, Chief Customer Officer and Co-Founder. And today I've had the pleasure of speaking to Andrea Buma. Andrea is the Practice Director of Security and Risk at C1 Secure. And Andrea has been on the podcast before. And today she's been sharing a little bit about ESG 
some of the work that's do, done in service now and some interesting statistics about how companies are actually taking the lead on this and how different countries are as well and how this will become the way of the future and how it will benefit everybody concerned. Andrea, thanks very much for sharing your thoughts today. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Oldest Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.aldis.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.